Great Scott Podcast. I'm joined today by magician Matthew Laszlo. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for being a guest. Oh, you're totally welcome. So uh, my first question for you is, how old are you? I am 16 years old. 16 years old, and you are already performing nationally as a magician, correct? Yeah, yeah. At what age uh, did you get started in uh, magic? I was about seven years old when I, uh, when I first started uh, kind of performing. Uh, do you remember your very first show that you did? Yeah, well, uh, my first, like, show show was when I was nine years old, and I uh, had performed in uh, Lake Chelan, which is, which is nearby our home, but it's probably, you know, a three-hour drive, and it was a big deal because it was the first time I was paid to do a show, and there were about, like, 200 people there. So that, that was probably the first, like, show that was, like, a, a notable show for me, like, wow, this is, this is incredible. And you so, were only uh, nine, nine years old and performing in front of 200 people? Yeah, that was the first. That was the first. Uh, yeah, that was the first big performance. But wow. I've been performing like uh, in front of people, just at tables at restaurants for for years. Like uh, since, since I was about seven, so seven, eight, nine. So that's three years. But you know, still, uh, that was like the first first. That's big incredible. Show. Where did your amazing work ethic come from? Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I don't really know what, how, I, I, I don't consider it work. I think that's why, uh, that's why I love just doing this all the time is it's not work for me. This is just so much fun. And uh, I'm just so fortunate to be able to do that. What was the uh, very first, oh, so, so, so what, what was the very first magic trick that you ever learned? Oh, I don't remember the the specifics. I remember like a group of them, like, uh, but not like the first. It was it was all through online, and I wish I could remember the first trick I learned, uh, because what had happened was my grandfather had shown me a video of Chris Angel, who was on late at night uh, back then, and my grandfather said, "You've got to see this guy, but he's not on TV when you're awake." So. I'm, I'll show you on YouTube, and uh, I we we pulled up the video, and it suggests all sorts of other videos based on what you just watched, and I saw the Chris Angel magic trick revealed, and I I mean who doesn't want to know how a magic trick works? For me, I'm that type of mind that I just want to figure it out, and when I saw that, I had to click on it, and I remember I I think it may have been the needle through arm which I didn't perform then at seven years old, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it may have been that, uh, but, but I'm not entirely sure. I have to tell you, um, my favorite trick uh, is actually a David Blaine trick, um, the one where he throws the cards up against the window and uh, huh. there's, there's the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like the coolest magic trick that I've ever seen. Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I love that... Uh, I love how that was presented because it was so, like, just kind of a, a restaurant window there that, that you just kind of walk by and, and, and do this incredible piece of magic there. And that was really what, what David Blaine brought to the table was doing stuff. That guy is, is absolutely incredible. Do you ever plan on performing any of his stuff? 
not really. I want to. Uh, I want to do my own stuff. I want to. Oh, sure, I want to sure. try. Uh, yeah, I want to try and uh, uh, create stuff that really works for me and my style. So, uh, have you traveled uh, all over the country doing your magic? Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I've I've traveled uh, a, a bit around, mostly in my uh, my home state. Uh, tra- trying to branch out from there, but because uh, it's so difficult to to travel with a lot of people, uh, with with assistants and and people like that, because I uh, everyone you know, recent success has really kind of taken our whole group by storm. It's been shocking. Like we we had no idea what was going to happen after Penn and Teller fool us, and uh, and and we weren't you know, prepared for like kind of the, the amount and, and we're, we're preparing right now and cannot wait for this, but it's difficult when you have people that don't necessarily want to be a magician's assistant for the rest of their lives. You know, these are all people from this small island in the middle of nowhere that we just kind of said, hey, this is going to be something fun and trying to say, hey, would you be willing to fly across the country to uh, to do something is, is a little bit difficult, but we're, I, I would love to do something like that. I'm always available for that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Just thought I might might offer myself. Um, you, so what? You, what is? You want to wear the tutu and the, and the whole thing? Uh, okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. you you might want a girl. I'm guessing. I'm thinking so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, hey, we could be a very progressive magic show. That'd be fun. So did you uh, growing up ever go to these uh, big time magic shows like Penn and Teller or Copperfield? Uh, I, I, well, I, I grew up really being a magician, so I did as a magician, but not like to the point where I'd be, I remember seeing these people on stage and now I am, you know, on that same stage, not, not to that point. Uh, I had not seen Penn and Teller show, uh, until after I shot Fool Us, uh, and I've seen it, uh, twice in, in that amount of time and that's fantastic and, I'm so surprised I didn't see it. I was slightly scared because, you know, as a seven-year-old, seeing, like, uh, them do all the, the scary magic, like bullet catch and stabbing each other's hands and drowning Teller in a tank, stuff like that, I was just scared to see live because it was... Uh, I, I'm very easily scared. So, uh, But, no, I didn't, see, I didn't see magic shows when I was little uh, as much. Uh, not that I remember. I saw some... I remember, this is really ironic, but uh, I remember seeing uh, a, a magician. We, my family would always go to, uh, my, my entire side of my mom's family lives in Niagara Falls area. And every summer, as kind of a get-together, my grandmother and my grandfather would rent this, uh, this condo. Uh, and we would all get there. And they had a magician one of the years. And I was watching the show... And they did this trick, and I'll never forget this because I was terrified. The trick was trying to stab a, a girl through the neck with a sword, but there was like a bracket on there. It wasn't super realistic, but for me, I was terrified, and I ran out to the parking lot crying with my mom, just remembering that moment. And even now, thinking about that, that I don't want to, I don't want to put through people through that. Anyone watching that, so I've always avoid, avoided the scary stuff. Okay, um, so have you ever been able to perform at the Magic Castle? Uh, I've never performed at the Magic Castle. Uh, I've, I've watched 
Uh, I've been there once. It's a very beautiful venue. I love that. Uh, yeah, so no, but I've never, never performed there. So let's talk about uh, your time on, on Fool Us. Um, yeah. How long uh, did it take you to, to get on there? Uh, it started out when I was... Uh, so I, uh, we, we had this idea in late December, a crazy idea. And it was like, this is impossible to do. And then I had one idea that changed it all where it made it possible. And we were so excited about this that, so it started off with, I want to take a signed t-shirt and put it in a t-shirt cannon and catch it on my body. That was the idea. And it was like, okay, so I'm somehow going to have to do this. This seems really difficult. And then we had, okay, we could do this with cards instead. And it made it a better routine, and we were, we were really excited about this. So then we, from there, said, uh, how, how do we, what are the next steps? And I came up with the method to that and how we would do it. And then we were like, wow, you know, this would actually be decent for Fool Us. And the year before, Ashley, was, uh, do you, uh, how much do you know about magic? I, I don't want to assume some, and, and I know that your listeners might not. So I should probably just assume that you know nothing about magic, probably. Yeah. But um, so there, uh, there's a gentleman in magic that is like the godfather of all magic. He's, he's so talented and, and just, just amazing. And his name is Johnny Thompson. Uh, he is a magic consultant. I, I honestly would probably put him more than that for Penn and Teller because he's like a part of their family. It's, it's amazing. He's actually the, he has, the one that they console on Fool Us, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, so, like, if, you, uh, if you're ever watching Fool Us and they say, we've got to go to the guy, guy in the booth, and they, they, like, put their, you know, have the earpiece in, they're talking to Johnny Thompson up there. Uh, and he's the one that knows how every one of the tricks works. And he, uh, he will say, like, yes, you fooled them, or no, you didn't, if there's any, any debate there. So... I, when I was uh, 14 years old, uh, we were just doing my show on the island, really small stuff. And we were like, you know what? I feel like we want to take the next step and get someone to look at the show. That comes from a magic background. So we were thinking Johnny Thompson would be, would be great. So we talked to him and we emailed him and he was very nice and even just replying. Like this guy, you know, he was saying, yeah, I don't know if I can meet with you because I'm working on the winner of America's Got Talent's show, you know, Matt Franco's show. And then after that, I'm working on the Carbonaro Effect, which is a fantastic show on True TV. And I was just like, wait, I'm in between those people. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to meet with you, this guy from the middle of nowhere, and, you know, you know the winner of America's Got Talent and Michael Carbonaro, you know. It's like... It was it was amazing to me just just kind of talking with him, and at that time he said, "You know what? You'd be great for fool us. I just need to see something that's original, something really different." And at that time I was just doing kind of standards and trying to put my own spin on them, but I really didn't have the the uh, thought of that I wanted to create my own material. So at that point it wasn't a fit. Uh, flash forward to end of December. Uh, we came up with this trick, and it was like, this would be perfect for Fool Us. This is original, 
and uh, it'd be a great kind of putting myself out there for this. Uh, and and you never know what uh, what could happen if you don't you know put yourself out there. There's so many things, and I was so surprised by by what happened after Fool Us that uh, it was just kind of like wow, you know, if you it was it was it was a risk for me. I felt I felt uh, unsure at times, but. Are you the, uh, uh, the the youngest contestant to uh, perform on Foolis? No, no, second or third, second or third. I'm not sure. I mean, they only had they had two people under 18 last season and one person the season before that. So I'm definitely within the top four. That's for sure. But uh, other than that, I, I'm I'm not sure exactly where I stand on that uh, that list. So I know did you the, end up fooling Penn and Teller? I did not. No. No, uh, and and that was never really the goal for me. And even when we talked with with Johnny Thompson, he, I, you know, earlier, before we submitted to the show, it was kind of like Penn and Teller fool us. There's no way I could fool Penn and Teller. And he said, you know, it's actually about putting on a good magic show and giving people good magic. That's what really matters. And uh, and I and I and I got that. You know, that made that made sense to me. So. The next year, we sent in a vi- or we we came up with the idea. We had figured it out, and I I honestly wish I could tell you about kind of how we did this, but I can't without giving away the method to the trick. But it was just hilarious because we were putting together stuff with uh with just random stuff from the hardware store and stuff that you wouldn't believe made it on national television. It was like. They use that on national television as that, you know, stuff like that. It was just like, you know, I couldn't believe that we were doing this just uh, just pieced together literally with duct tape. Um, so we, we made the props, we made all the gimmicks, and we put out uh, a Facebook uh, event, and uh, we had 75 people show up to this live kind of taping, very secretive. We were saying we're videotaping something for something, don't tell anyone, you know? And these people showed up. We did the trick, uh, and I we videotaped it and sent it in that Monday, and we heard back within two hours saying, uh, thank you so much for, for submitting to Fool Us. Uh, great trick. Do your parents know you're doing this? And that was, that, was the, that was the process and how long that took. So that was from end or the beginning of February is when we submitted. So it took about a month to, to really figure this out. Okay. So just for my listeners, um, what happens if you do full pen and teller? If you do full pen and teller, you go back uh, and you, perf- you close the pen and teller show for one night. They fly you back to Vegas and you do one performance there on the, on the same stage that you shot Fool Us. With. Is that really the, so, the start of some magician's career by that point? Uh, not, not really. The, the fooling Penn and Teller, uh, it's, it's mostly, the prize is mostly on TV doing that. And at that point you get every, if you appear on the show, you get the same thing practically as, as the people that fool them, except for the title of fooling them and going back to the show. But that's not televised. That's not recorded or, or shown everywhere. It's for, you know, their theater, which I believe is about 1,500, 1,500 plus, maybe more than that probably. But 
Um, and that's the same theater that you perform in when you're shooting, shooting the show. So let me ask you, uh, speaking of Penn and Teller, um, this might be a uh, weird question per se. Okay. But what, Go for it. I love weird questions. Okay. So <laughs> what makes Penn and Teller Penn and Teller in your mind? What makes them work so well? Oh, uh, so many things. So many, so many things. Do you think that uh, you could just put two people like that together and have it work like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, they, they think about it. Uh, they, they're, first of all, very creative people. They have... Uh, I was, I was very, very fortunate. I know to, uh, to go backstage uh, later after, after Fool Us and talk with, talk with Teller for a while. And So Teller you know, does speak. He does. He does. For me, in my experience so far, he has uh, spoken more than Penn in my experience so far with backstage because uh, Penn, Penn was, was busy that night working on uh, another project, but... Um, it was there. Yeah, they're incredibly creative people and they really, um, really tapped into something in magic that had never been done before and, uh, kind of getting at, yeah, it, it, I, they, they came up with something really, really smart and, and I like just kind of the, you know, the, they, they describe themselves as the magicians for people who hate magic. <laughs> and that really, you know, does so well with having, uh, you know, people watch their show because you get that. It's kind of like they're stating the obvious, like, yeah, we know that you don't think the ball's in that hand, you know? And it, it, really, uh, it really just changed changed a lot. And... And I really appreciate what they've done for Magic. So, just for the record, um, how come Teller does not speak? Uh, he does not like... Uh, so, I, I can't uh, answer this question as well as they could. But as far as, as what I've seen is, for him, uh, it uh, presenting Magic when he was younger... He would speak and present magic, and he just didn't like that. That didn't, you know, and, and, I, and I understand that. He wanted to do a, a silent act. And then he met uh, Penn, and it was, it was kind of a perfect, like, uh, a perfect uh, combination. So he met Penn at, a, uh, at one of the parties that, that he was performing at? At a Renaissance fair, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, so they, uh, and, and I don't know the exact story about how that, that came to be, but, but I know that... Uh, at least in my mind, it's a perfect pairing because Teller is really, really smart when it comes to the magic, like technical, technical magic. He's very skilled, and Penn is great at presenting magic. So it's like this perfect balance of Penn can present it perfectly and uh, Teller can execute it perfectly. So it's uh, it's really a perfect pair. So as far as them are concerned, do you think that we will ever see another PNT? Uh, no one could ever be anyone else. Uh, you probably won't see another David Blaine or another David Copperfield or another Penn and Teller. There's, you know, you you won't you won't see that. Uh, I feel like if anyone were to try to even get close to what Penn and Teller are doing, they wouldn't. They would be shut down just because they're so respected in magic. 
and uh, and it's such a distinct style. You can see people that try to get away with doing stuff that David Blaine does, and you can't pinpoint it as David Blaine because, you know, but if, if there's a, a really tall guy and a really short guy and the short guy doesn't speak and the tall guy talks, you know that's Penn & Teller. <laughs> so, uh, you yeah. know, there, there's, no, there's no, like, getting around that. So I think them specifically cannot be copied. Okay. So what... So basically, where, where where do you see yourself, or where would you like to be, rather, uh, five to ten years from now? Uh, doing as many shows as consistently as possible. So like twice a night, seven days a week, that type of stuff. Twice a night, and, seven days a week, wow. Yeah, and wherever that can be sustained. So like Las Vegas is great because there's the population turnover. Uh, there's a few other places that have that population turnover. Uh, wherever that is, I'm there, and I'm doing shows. Uh, that's my that's my uh, hopeful five to ten years from now. Are your uh, parents pretty supportive in in your very, craft? Very, very supportive. Extremely. Yes. So they haven't uh, tried to veer you into a different direction or, or anything like that. No, no, they've not at all. Uh, they have. Uh, it, it, I have the most incredible parents ever. And I know every son or, or daughter says <laughs> yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. So, uh, so uh, yeah. Um, but, but seriously, though, they're, they're uh, like, to give you an example. So I was about five years old, and my mom said, okay, this is about the time that people enter kindergarten. Uh, what uh, is that something that you want to do? She checked with me, first of all, which is, like, wow. that's unheard of, I think, at least. I don't have much experience with how this is with kids, but I think that's completely unheard of for a parent to say, hey, what do you want to do for school? But uh, I said, when I was five, I said, I want to get in one of the houses on wheels. I was referring to an RV, and I want to go to Graceland, where Elvis is, uh, because I had this huge fascination. With, and I still do. I love Elvis. Uh, and and that, was, uh, that was what I wanted to do. And she took that as, okay, you can't do that if you're in normal school. Uh, let's homeschool. So I have never been to school, uh, even till now. I've been homeschooled all of my life. And that has allowed me to do so many amazing things. And she's been so supportive. My dad has been so supportive uh, of just everything that I do. And I'm just so thankful to have incredible parents like them. So are you always constantly working on new tricks every single day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially now. Uh, now is a time where and, and I, I, the, the timing of this podcast is great and bad at the same time, because if, if you talk to me in like a year from today, I will be able to talk about so much more stuff because there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now that I can't talk about. But in a year, it will be either over or it will, won't have happened. So stuff like that, that it's, it's really exciting stuff. But I would love to have you back in, in, in a year, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can, I can see how you are as well. So it'd be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, so that's. Uh, yeah, so uh, I know that this, uh, so I know that, that you're still young and all that. And um, so uh, could you potentially see yourself doing other stuff besides magic or, or do you do other stuff besides magic? Uh, yes, I could absolutely see me doing other stuff. 
there, I think that magic is a really kind of backdoor entrance to acting uh, because, you know, everyone is trying to get through the Hollywood agent and the whole that. And then if you are already on TV and stuff like that, and then you start, you know, doing that, and magic requires a lot of acting. A good magic requires a lot of acting. And uh, good acting, I guess. Good magic requires a lot of good acting. That's how I should say that. Uh, and so, uh, which I'm still working on, and, and, I, and I think that that's an easy, uh, easier transition. Uh, you see a lot of people in uh, that are actors or actresses that were magicians at, at one point or, or still are. So um, I, I see that as a potential other option. I just love a live performance, though. So, um, and, and not saying that an actor has to be on, on screen or on TV, but I, I love having a live performance. And then again, I have not done like seven days a week, two shows a night, which is what I want to do. So I might be sick of it then. And it might be like, okay, I want to change up the script every <laughs> single week. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that, that's what I could see happening, but nothing outside of performance. I'm pretty set on, set on performance. So uh, now, now that you mention it, actors who are magicians, um, Neil Patrick Harris, for example. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure if he still does magic stuff. I see him on oh, the Masters yeah. of uh, Illusion, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. But uh, he, yeah, so there, he, he's a magician. Johnny Carson. Yeah, Johnny Carson, a, yep. Was very into magic. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, there are so many that, I mean, I think every, everyone has had a fascination with magic. I think Muhammad Ali as well. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Wow. Huh. That's like a, that's an unusual combination, but I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like punch you in the face. Here's the card trick. You know, that's wow. <laughs> interesting. Um, I think that's how yeah, most, so most of his tricks went. Yeah. Float like a butterfly, sting like a card trick, you know, the saying. Uh, yeah, so anyway, there, there is, it's an easy transition, and uh, I think, at least, I haven't tried that, so who knows? It might be a really difficult, usually when you say something's easy, it turns out to be like the most difficult thing ever. So uh, it's an easier transition than trying to go in where everyone else is just, you know, it's so competitive acting. So, so uh, just being able to say, like, you know, yeah, I've done this and this and this. I've already had the experience with cameras and, you know, listening to producers and doing, you know, all the, you know, stuff that goes along with handling television. Uh, that's a huge leg up on a lot of these people that are just trying to get in front of cameras. So, yeah, as far as I see it, at least. Okay. Well, Matthew, I do want to thank you so much for, for appearing on, on my show. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Let's definitely plan on uh, having you in a year, and uh, I would love to hear what all uh, has happened in that one year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Hang on uh, the, the line af after. Uh, absolutely, yeah. After this. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew.